As time went on, I noticed more and more of her, quote, friends flirting with her, and she started to be referred to by some as the slutty sister. <laughs> I have caught her at several gatherings, sexually caressing and grabbing guys' butts, and even found her fully clothed on her back on a dinner table with her legs wrapped around another member, midsections tight against each other at a, quote, family Christmas party. This behavior had since moved to other friends outside of her club life. This behavior had since moved to other friends outside her club life as myself. Fucking education. And my daughter both were witness to her letting a friend feel her up her inner thigh. I mean, one little fucking proofread is all it takes. You know what I'm saying, my guy? This is Cheer Up Babe, the podcast. I'm your host, VJ Julio. This is your new favorite podcast, and we have no idea where we're going. We're just following the breadcrumbs in my brain, and you're going to absolutely hate how much you love it, babe. All right, this super sick beat, super cool instrumental. We should probably get on with the episode, though. Really appreciate the super sick beat. All right, let's go. Let's go. Start the episode. Come on. What's up, Cubs? You're listening to episode 22 of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. I'm your host, VJ Julio. Episode Dos Dos. I would say some basketball jersey number, but don't know one off the top of my head. Listen, I'm going to be straight with you from the jump. Your boy is a little bit, uh, you're, you're, Papa Bear's a little bit tired. All right? All right, Cubs? Listen, babe, Papa Bear's a little tired because bangs just don't do what they do anymore. Okay? I used to drink, I used to drink, I drink a bang every single day. Sometimes I drink two a day. And on the occasional crazy day, I'll drink three. All right? Just because I don't really care about my health, I stay fit to look good. Because as someone on social media said, I'm fat phobic. That's what that means. If you take care of yourself and you're in good shape, but you only do it for the, for the aesthetic, you're fat phobic, according to some random girl on the internet. So just keep that in mind. Next time you think about hitting the gym, be honest with yourself and ask, am I doing this because I want to be healthy? Or am I doing this because I want to look good? And if it's the latter, you're fat phobic, according to Susie975 on social media. And Susie975 on social media is God's gift to the earth. Thank God she is here to grace us with her presence. But listen, I drink bangs all the fucking time. Not because I'm a screaming douchebag, like the marketing would lead you to believe, but because they work and they're effective and there's no sugar. That's really the only reason. It's not because of the super creatine, which is some fake fucking bullshit thing. But it's because there's no sugar and there's 300 milligrams of caffeine. Now, you drink enough of them, they stop working. Okay? You drink enough of them, you can just take a nap after you drink one. Been there, done it. Bangs are no longer a bang for me. Initially, it was a great title. Initially, it was a great name of a product. And it was bang. Because it was a punch to the fucking face and you're ready to start your day. Now my bangs are more like a, like a bop, you know, my bangs. Now I drink one and it really doesn't do anything. It just kind of gets me to even keel. And it basically tells me that I need to stop drinking caffeine in order to reset my adrenaline receptors. Now, I don't even know if that's an accurate statement. That's definitely some bro science that I heard from some guy in a gym somewhere that said, if you stop, if you drink too much pre-workout and you become too, uh, what's the word for when you do drugs a lot and then you have to do more drugs in order to get the same effect. What's that word? Um, tolerance, your tolerance goes up. Remembered it so fucking smart. So fucking on top of the ball, but now I drink a bang and it's like a bop, you know, it's just a little plop. You know, it's like old people fucking. It's the same thing. There's just not a lot of umph behind it. You feel what I'm saying? Hey, babe. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. What is a fucking cold open anyways? I never really know. I just kind of hit record and start talking. And we don't know. We don't know where it's going to go. If you listen to this podcast, you know, we just follow the breadcrumbs of my brain. And I apologize. And you're welcome. And this is episode 22. I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to talk about because I'm a little bit sleepy but if I'm being 100% honest with you, I almost never know exactly what I'm going to talk about on a podcast. I just like to tell you stories. And I know that. Dude, let's talk about the fucking marketing on Bang. Now that my brain's on Bangs, I've said Bang so many fucking times so far in this episode. We're like three minutes in and I've said Bang 27 times. Bang, 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 bang. Have you fucking heard of the marketing of Bang? Like, have you seen it? I went to this fucking thing called FitCon. Yeah, 
You heard me correctly. I went to a place called FitCon. So douchey. Okay. Also, trigger warning to the oversensitive people. I say douchebag a lot, which now that's a word. Now that's a word that you're not supposed to say because it has negative connotations. What the fuck are we supposed to say? Are we supposed to say, which is no words, but no one's going to get upset. But I just said, and you're going to be like, that's actually really close to a Hungarian sentence where you're making fun of suicide. And I'm like, that's it. That's it. I will no longer open my mouth. This podcast, I'm going to hit record and I'm going to sit here like this. For an hour. And then I'm going to hit stop recording. And then I'm just going to upload that. And people are going to be like, you know, the podcast doesn't have a lot of depth. But he's not saying anything offensive. And I appreciate that. And then I'll be able to be president in 2024. So the fucking marketing on Bang. What's with marketing these days? Can't you just be a thing? Can't you just be exactly the thing that you say that you are and not everything else attached to it? I saw a fucking underwear commercial that had dubstep behind it. Why? Why? I don't want to think about two robots fucking when I'm putting on a pair of your boxers. Okay? Doesn't make sense. I think that every advertisement should be as generic as possible. Every single one. Every single one. Oh, do you sell fucking mini muffins? Your advertisement should be, hi, here at Gladys's Bakery, we sell mini muffins. For a mini muffin, they're pretty darn tasty. End of advertisement. Okay? I shouldn't go to drink an energy drink and see some 55-year-old jacked brick shithouse guy wearing a flat bill and a chain that says bang on the chain. Spent $75,000 on a chain or $25. There's literally no way to tell from the fucking guy's advertisements. And also, why are Instagram models that weigh 105 pounds the only spokespeople for Bang? You know who the spokesperson should be for Bang? A guy waking up to go work at 5 a.m. Who has to stop by the gas station to pick up Bang before he heads out for his day job to take care of his family. It shouldn't be. Clarissa, who weighs 105 pounds and gets paid to take pictures of herself and post it on Instagram. It shouldn't be her. Now, I'm not trying to take any money away from Clarissa. Clarissa's getting that bag from the dipshit CEO guy of Bang. Have you fucking seen this guy? Dude, I will pull this up. This fucking guy made me want to stop drinking Bangs. So the marketing's not working, he says as he drinks two Bangs a day. I don't drink Bangs for the marketing. I drink bangs for the reaction that happens inside my body which is now fading so bang you lost a customer you just found that out you just found that out right now you 100 the ceo 100 listens to this podcast okay because what i'm learning is most people fucking listen to this podcast scratch that most people i don't know listen to this podcast like when i when i'm at work those people don't even know that i have a podcast thank god When I go to one of my jobs, the other job, every single person knows that I have a podcast and some people listen to it. And that makes me super duper uncomfortable when they say, hey, that was a great episode. Even though that's a super nice compliment, I know that they heard me talk for an hour about the stupidest shit. But anyways, I'm rambling, bambling all over the place. This fucking guy, Bang CEO on Instagram, as I'm pretty sure what his fucking handle is. If you want to check him out. Oh, I'm sorry. Jack Owak. Star Wars. So Jack Owak is bangenergy.ceo on Instagram. He's got 1.1 million followers. I just clicked on his page. In the first three pictures, there's just two hot-ass bitches on there. There's just two smoke shows already, also with a picture of a bang that says sour on it, and they're promoting the Sour Heads bang, which, by the way, worst fucking flavor, I just got to say. Now, if you hit the fourth video... It's him, and he is inclined bench pressing 75-pound dumbbells. Oh, it's a promotion. Okay, so see, it's a promotion for the pre-workout that they make. They got some badonkadonk chick on there drinking. Okay, why? Okay, so if you're promoting a pre-workout, get a bodybuilder, not the CEO. So what this entire Instagram video is is it's back and bouncing back and forth between the ceo wearing a flat bill doing fucking rear delts which is the most ridiculous thing to post on a promotional video for a pre-workout it's like hey do you want to hit your rear delts really really fucking hard drink this now the guy is 
easily 55 years old and on trend, but he's not big enough. He's doing incline bench press in some sort of fucking techno style camouflaged t-shirt with a collar. And then it flashes to a hot ass chick drinking the pre-workout. And then it flashes back to him wearing a multicolored soccer uniform looking thing that has bang all over it. And he also has a flat bill on with the bang energy logo on it. This guy, I mean, what's your angle? Where are you going? When I was at FitCon, they had a booth that was basically a semi-trailer that they just opened the trailer. And those people were so fucking coked out of their brain the entire two days. The energy did not slow down one time on the trailer. There was a guy just screaming into a microphone, we're being energy, are you? I see it 17 times on the side of your truck. And also your colors are pink and blue. Bright. It's just the most obnoxious in your face shit. And I'm now realizing that I'm super pissed at myself for being associated with it in any capacity. I'm saying as a customer. So I'm out. And if you're a true cub, you're out too. We don't need to be drinking that shit. It's not healthy for our hearts. It's not healthy for our bodies anyways. I'm talking entirely too much about bang. But I just want I just want you to listen to this guy talk for just half a fucking second just to get the vibe of the dude. Most bright colored Instagram page on all of the internet. All sorts of hot chicks all over. But now, before I click play on the sound, I need to describe this to you. He's wearing a multicolored bright pink, blue, and white hat. His haircut... Okay, we've all seen Dumb and Dumber. You know Lloyd on Dumb and Dumber who has the classic bowl cut? He has that haircut underneath the hat. And you can see it because of his bangs. And I hate it. And it makes me fucking boiling lava hot. Like my baby's food when my wife heats it up and she forgets about it. Boiling lava hot. So I have to sit there and stir it for 20 minutes before I can feed my daughter while she's super impatient in her high chair. No problem. I digress. But this fucking guy is wearing that hat with his bangs. Horrible. Easily 55 to 70. Can't tell. Wearing a polo and collar of the white polo. There are two egregiously large gold chains. One of them has a bang pendant on it. So before you get to hear what he sounds like, that's the visual go out to you from bang energy and everybody here in the state of florida this is heavy for us because we take stake uh in something we call face play story and miami is our home we really are concerned about this we did the best we can do and we keep doing it by going down there with our fuel team. has no idea what he's gonna say should have had a script all the great firemen and paramedics and everybody else that's working to help free these people from under the rubble uh, give them bang energy, give them water. That's what so they need. Really so it's a it's a thing where it's like, hey, we're here for our people of Miami. We're giving them everything they need, as in we're giving them bang energy and water. How about you just leave the bang energy behind so that their bodies don't shut down? How about some calories? You know, because bang energy doesn't have calories in it. Appreciate your help. You're killing people more. Now. That's enough. And then the next video is a girl in a bikini drinking bang. So, you know, marketing. How about just be the thing? Just be the thing that you say you're going to be. Don't put dubstep over fucking underwear ads. You know what I'm saying? Did I even do the fucking intro to the goddamn podcast? Hey, put on a cozy, comfy hoodie, lock your kids in a closet and tell your significant other and or anybody else that's trying to distract you to go fuck themselves. This is your hour. All right. I got a comment. Audrey, shout out to you. What's up? I know you're listening to this at work, trying to hide back your snickles. Snickles, Vincent? I was going to say sniffles, and then I remembered that that's like a stuffy nose. And then I was going to say snickers, but then I remembered that was a candy bar, so I said snickles. Losing my fucking thought processes. Audrey, shout out to you though. You're trying to you're trying to stifle the laughs. I got a comment that says you need to stop listening to the podcast while you're at work because coworkers are looking at you weird because you're constantly trying to stifle. Stifle. That's what I was trying to fucking say. Stifle the giggles. Wow. I was trying to say stifle the giggles and I said snickles. Snickles is my new rap name. And that's the end of the discussion. But here's the deal about that. If you're listening to this at work and, and every now and then you giggle or even go hmm, out of your nose, 
Don't worry about that. What other people put it on the fucking loudspeakers, put it on loudspeakers and you're going to laugh out loud. Don't be embarrassed because listen, I understand you're like, people won't get it. I can't tell people that I listen to Cheer Up Babe, the podcast. This guy's, this guy's the ramblings of a crazy person who I love. And I know that. And that's why there's OG Cubs out there. And some people just aren't built for it. Point blank. End of story. But don't be afraid of that. Put it on the loudspeaker. Put it, put it on the intercom. Are you in Walmart? Go over to the fucking phone, dial in the code. Press play on the podcast with your phone and set the phone next to your phone. I know that was kind of a interesting description, but you understood exactly the visual. And then just let episode whatever the fuck play over the loudspeaker. I recommend episode 21. I had a really good time. It was fun as hell. Or just or just play Hooligan by Big B. Because we're looking for the next sorry fuck we can muscle. And that's on the Cubs. You, you see how far fucking marketing gets these companies. You see how it like crushed Chick-fil-A for 14 days when they're like, we're a religious company. (laughs) It's like, or just sell chicken and shut the fuck up or just sell chicken and shut the fuck up. Nike's like, we stand with activist athletes trying to make a statement. Okay. Tons of Chinese children making the shoes. So fake, fake bullshit, liars. And you're buying it because they pay one person a lot of money and one person five cents and that person wants to kill themselves. So cheer up, babe. I know. I know. Not the point of the podcast. We don't talk about the bummer shit, but fake. And sometimes we got to talk about fake shit. Anyways, I digress. I don't know why I'm I don't know why I'm fucking coming in all stormy hot. Stormy Daniels hot. Fucking Annie Letterman hit me up. I'm going to go to ayahuasca soon. I'm pretty excited about that. Not really. I'm just putting it on my manifestation board and I'm going to bring it up every single fucking episode until it happens. So Annie Letterman hit me up and she's like, hey, here's the plans for the ayahuasca trip. And I was like, wow, that's wild. That's super cool. Let's go do it. And she was like, okay, sounds good. Hope you're ready to fucking picture birds flying out of your mouth and rainbows coming out of your asshole. And I was like, I'm so ready for it. So going to be doing that manifest board. What's on your guys' manifest boards? You know, what are you trying to what are you trying to make happen out of life? What are you trying to figure out? Trying to not be so embarrassing? I'm trying to not be so fucking embarrassing sometimes. I can talk to most people pretty fucking easily. And I can keep conversation going pretty fucking easily when I have time. When it's a quick interaction, dude, you know how many times I've said the you too shit to people that are like, enjoy your fucking stay? And I'm like, you too. Oh, you work here. Never mind. That I know that's like a hack cliche cliche joke, but I do that shit all the time. Like one time, okay, so I worked for FedEx, all right, and there was this, and and I was bringing this box to this person's house, and there was like a party going on in the garage, and I'm like walking up, and I'm like, oh, there's a ton of people there, they're dressed nice, everyone's laughing, having a good time, what a, what a wonderful, what a wonderful thing that's happening out here. So as I'm approaching, this girl who comes out in this really pretty dress comes to collect the package from me. And I'm smiling and I'm doing it really, I'm, I'm being nice. And I go, oh, who's the party for? And now I should say that there's a giant happy balloon tied to the mailbox and above the garage, there's giant balloons that spell out happy birthday, like 25 feet across. And there's also the H. It was like, there was like, it was like 22 or something like that. So it's a birthday party and as she's approaching me, she's smiling. She's being nice. I go, oh, who's the party for? She goes, me, actually. And I was like, oh, congratulations. What? Not a congratulations situation. Do you mean to say happy birthday? And I smiled at her like a person that doesn't have anything going on behind the eyes. And I think about that all the fucking time. Happened forever ago. Happened forever ago. Because what does a birthday girl respond to congratulations on turning 22? That's basically why I said, hey, congratulations for not dying last year. You get to be 22 now. And I said it through my stupid shit-eating grin that I give everybody where I'm just smiling so I can be a nice person so that they have good interactions and good, good thoughts in the future about your boy. So I'm smiling big and I said, congratulations and she said and I saw you know how you can read people's facial expressions even when they're being really super duper polite so she's smiling really big she had the light eyes and then her eyebrows furrowed just a little bit just a little touch 
where I saw a wave of confusion. It lasted for just a split fucking second, but I saw it because I heard what came out of my mouth and she also heard what came out of my mouth and it was congratulations on your birthday. Didn't say happy birthday. Not happy with myself. Super duper embarrassing. Did FedEx working for FedEx was a trip? It was. Like you get you get some you get some wild interactions uh, interactions you get some wild interactions at FedEx. Dude, there was one time, there was one time like they started doing early release from the terminal, which means you got to basically leave the fucking terminal before six a.m. and start delivering. And there was like this kind of unspoken thing where it's like, hey, if you're delivering to an apartment building. Don't ring the buzzer if it's before 7 a.m. People are sleeping. They're going to get super duper mad. And I had some people say like, hey, don't ring the buzzer before 7 a.m. So I just across the board, I was like, that was my rule. And I'm delivering to this apartment complex. There was like a string of them. So I'm three apartment complexes down. I've delivered to each one. As I'm coming out of the third one, this guy is literally fucking Usain Bolt sprinting across the street. And I see him out of the foyer. I'm about to exit the foyer and I see him. Usain Bolt sprinting across the parking lot to the front of my truck. Now, immediately in my brain, even though it's 640 in the morning, I go, it's on. I'm pretty sure that that's the sprint of a guy who wants to bare knuckle box. And I'm fucking ready for it. So he has his phone out and he's taking a picture of the license plate. Never been in an accident. Hardly broke traffic laws. Okay. So I don't know what the fuck this is about. So I exit the foyer approach him and say what's up and he said ring the fucking buzzer and i said oh now i'm at work i'm professional i got my customer service voice on i got my customer service smile on because i don't do the white people face you know the white people face when a white person passes someone and they do the like eyebrows up lips pursed together chin down where it's just like that's I you immediately lower yourself in the standard in my book when you do that. Smile and say hi. Don't be fucking weak. Don't do the the where it's like I'm too insecure to say a word, so I'm just going to tilt my chin down, which is a sign of submission, and I'm going to press my lips together and raise my eyebrows. I fucking hate that shit. I hate it. Be a good person, smile and be nice to people. That's just kind of how it goes. So, he says, "Ring the fucking buzzer." said fuck in the first sentence, coming out a little bit animalistic. And I say, I actually don't ring the buzzer before 7 a.m. I don't want to wake people up. I know people are trying to sleep before they have to wake up to get to work. And then he screamed, you wonder why people get boxes stolen. And I said, oh, have you had a box stolen? And he said no. So he read something about someone box getting stolen on Facebook, and then he made it his own life as everyone does with Facebook, which is why I don't have Facebook. Someone reads something on Facebook, that becomes their reality, and that's the only way the fucking world works. So I'm smiling. So far the interaction is, ring the fucking buzzer. I don't ring the buzzer before 7 a.m. I don't want to wake anybody up. You You wonder why people's boxes get stolen. Oh, have you had a box stolen? No. That's where we're at right now. And so, and then he goes, I'm reporting your fucking ass. And I laughed and said, to who? Because first things first, you took a picture of the license plate. The actual serial number to the truck is on the side of the truck. Wrong picture. I thought it would be fun to point that out to him because he had turned his back and started storming away. By the way, cigarette in his mouth. It's 640 in the morning. Oh, and I forgot to say, I forgot to say, I didn't paint the image of this guy's mid 40s. This guy's mid 40s, about six feet tall smoking a cigarette, Usain Bolt sprinting out of an apartment complex at 6.40 in the morning to try and yell at a FedEx guy. He's, his life isn't working out. He's bummed out about something. All right. Now, I, a person with a happy life, immediately recognized this, but also at the same time, I had time this morning. This morning, I was like, okay, I haven't gotten into a full-blown fist fight since I was 20 years old. And if he swings first, I won't get fired. Also, this entire interaction happened at the front of the truck. So I knew it was all on camera. So it's all good. So I go, you took a picture of the wrong thing. The serial number's on the side of the truck. And while he continues to walk away, he says, 
ring the fucking buzzer retard. So now I'm at a thousand because don't say that word and especially don't say that word in a derogatory manner to someone you don't know because you don't know who I know that might actually have a diminished mental capacity issue to where I take sensitivity with that word when it's used in that egregious way. So I go to a thousand immediately. And the only thing I want to do is punch this guy in the fucking face. So I said, why don't you come back and have a conversation with me? And he flicked his cigarette at me over his shoulder. And I said, oh, so you're a bitch. And that got him. And he turned around and I smiled and I said, there he is. Come on back, big boy. Now, he wasn't expecting me to be the FedEx driver. And I know that. He was expecting to see some fucking mid-50s guy that has a limp or some slightly overweight dude or a shorter guy, someone that he could probably try to out-yell. And then I exited and had zero problem with confrontation and said, let's fucking go. I'm going to call you a bitch. Not to your face because your back's turned to me, but I'm going to try to get you there. So I said, oh, you're a bitch. And he stopped and turned and started screaming like it's a gangster movie in the early 2000s saying, do something, do something, do something from 15 yards away. 15 yards away, screaming across the parking lot at 6.40 in the morning to do something. And I'm smiling. I said, come on back. Let's have a chat. And he's not taking any more steps towards me because he's not about it. If you're going to be loud and you're going to be rude and you're going to say retard to someone that you don't know, be about it top to bottom. When I say, come on back, come on back. And I'm watching him scream. I'm smiling and I'm watching him scream. Just yelling, just yelling all sorts of obscenities, yelling all sorts of things from fucking 15 yards away. And as I'm watching him throw his fit, I got sad because it all hit me at once. The entire situation, I got sad for him. Because he's a grown-ass man, like grown-ass man, mid-40s. I'm not saying mentally he's a grown-ass man. Mentally, he's a fucking child, obviously. But he's a grown-ass man screaming at 6.40 in the morning because, you got to remember, it's because I didn't hit the buzzer. That's what this whole fucking altercation started off with. And a wave hit over me. These apartments, they are, these apartment complexes that I was doing are low level apartments in terms of financially you know he's wearing clothes that have holes in them and they're torn up like his I I just saw his entire situation top to bottom like he's going through something where his life isn't panning out the way that he was hoping that it would pan out and I got sad and in the middle of his yelling I yelled hey and he kind of stopped and looked at me like and I was like you can't wake up like this And he was real fucking confused, real fucking confused because I was no longer wanting to punch. Well, okay. I still wanted to punch his lights out, but the bigger picture had lent itself to me. And I said, it's 640 in the morning and you're screaming at a FedEx driver who's just doing his job. You wake up this angry, you won't make it very much longer. And he said, fuck you, but not angry anymore. Does that make sense? Like, he didn't have his eyebrows crunched together. He wasn't fucking raging. He was really solemn in his face. Like, his face had just completely dropped. Like, I had just kind of called him out on all of his shit. So I said, you can't wake up this angry. You won't make it very much longer. And he said, fuck you. And I said, you know what? You obviously have something big going on. I'm not going to add to it. And he said, fuck you again. And I shook my head like a disappointed parent. And I got in my truck and I had to deliver to one more apartment complex. It was real quick. I delivered to one more apartment complex. I run out of the foyer, hop in the truck, and I'm driving back, exiting this neighborhood area. As I'm exiting this neighborhood area, he I see him walking about 50 yards when I pull ahead of me as I pull out of the parking lot I was in. And he has another cigarette in his mouth. And his shoulders are slumped and his chin is down and my heart kind of broke for him. I didn't say anything. We didn't have any more interaction. It was over after the fuck you. But 
I think about that interaction almost every single day because I hope that he's all right. Because let's be real. Everyone has everyone has shitty days. Everyone has shitty phases of their life. Everyone has shitty f- moments that are heavy. And he just, I don't know, didn't have the ability to work through them in a healthy way. So he's just lashing out at everybody. That was just kind of the whole vibe. And it was interesting to me because I was kind of like, well, five years ago, that would have been a full-blown fucking fist fight that I would have got fired over. But now I was able to kind of assess the situation and just be like, oh, no. This is just a sad person. So Cubs, like life is supposed to be tough sometimes and life is going to be stressful sometimes. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You're going to run through phases of your life that are stressful and heavy, but you can be one of two people. You can be the victim who thinks that life has it out for them and is super duper mad all the time and aggressive and lashes out and it's poor me, poor me, poor me. And then eventually 20 years is going to slip by and you're just going to live those 20 years angry. Or you can be the person that feels like they're getting backed into a corner, but you take full responsibility of it. All right. I'm going to be, I'm going to be hundred percent real with you guys for a little while for, for this, for, for this next little bit, I'm going to be hundred percent real. Nothing in my life really stresses me out. Parenting doesn't stress me out. Right. Relationship doesn't stress me out. My day to day doesn't stress me out, but Money always stresses me out. I don't, I've never been super duper smart with finances. So I've made stupid financial decisions here and there. And that's the only thing in my life that has actually caused like a stressful burden, right? So in full honesty, in full disclosure, there have been a few things where my wife and I have dug ourselves into a hole, right? And got ourselves backed into a corner. And we had a moment where we were sitting there and we just, you felt the weight of the world on your shoulders in terms of finance, in our, on our shoulders in terms of financially. Everything else was great. Everything else is fine. But one thing can kind of pull everything down if you're not careful. So we sat down and we had an honest moment. And I was able to come up with this metaphor that laid it out for both of us. And it set us on the right mind frame in order to get ourselves moving in the right direction. It's, it's, it established itself in words so we were able to visualize it and then prepare ourselves for the work that was going to come after it. And the metaphor it was is, okay, we've done a few stupid things financially that have put us into this hole. Now, firstly, we have to take full responsibility for those things. It is on us. It didn't happen to us. No other outside force acted on it. It was 100% our decision, our mistake. So now that we've taken complete ownership of this mistake, let's talk about what we're going to do. Right now, we're at the bottom of a mountain and the mountain is covered in snow. What we got to do is we got to make a plan. We got to sit down with everything, write it all out, make a plan. And that plan is the equivalent of us packing a snowball. We're making a snowball. And every day that we successfully complete sticking to that plan, We're going to take a step up that mountain and eventually through enough discipline and through enough resilience and no more stupid mistakes, we're going to reach the top of the mountain and the top of the mountain is going to feel like the freest thing on the planet, but it's not done there because the top of the mountain is just the beginning. Once we have pulled ourselves out of the hole, climbed the entire mountain with our snowball in our hand, we get to set that snowball down at the top of the mountain and we're going to push it down the hill. And it's going to roll down that mountain. And as it rolls, it's going to collect more and more snow and get bigger and bigger. And as it gets bigger, it's going to get more surface area. And it's going to collect more and more and more and more and more snow. And once that snowball reaches the bottom of that mountain, that collection of snow is going to represent our successes and the labors of our discipline and our hard work. That's what it is. Now, there will be some times where we're walking up that mountain and we slip and we fall. We're going to slide down a little bit, but we need to just stand right back up, keep walking up that mountain. Once we had that visualization in our heads, first of all, the stress of the situation alleviated itself completely because most of the time stress is induced by not knowing what to do, not knowing where you should go, not knowing which direction, the what if, the what if is the most stress inducing thing on the planet or not even the what if, how about just the what, what do I do? What should I do? The what is the cause of the stress. 
You need to make a snowball. You need to make that plan. You need to have a trajectory with an end goal. And you need to pick that snowball up and you start walking up that mountain. Because once you pick that snowball up, once you make that plan, the stress is alleviated because you're heading in a direction. You're heading towards something. You're heading for something. So right now, you might have something in your life that's a little stressful. And even if it feels like you can't do anything about it, you can do something about it. Let's say it's a sickness. Let's say it's an illness. Someone in your family is sick. Someone in your family's hurting. Don't let the what be the existence of the situation. Even if the plan in a situation like that is every single day, there's going to be a laugh. Every single day, there's going to be a smile. Every single day, there's going to be a good conversation. Planning for that is making that snowball. And every single day that you carry that snowball up that hill, it's going to get more and more difficult, but eventually you'll be at the top. It's just how you got to handle stress in this life because this life does not exist without it. There will be stress somewhere. There will be something heavy somewhere. And I, and my wife and I had that visualization metaphor and it has worked wonders for us. So now I'm just giving it to you in the hopes that if it helps 1% of you that listen to this, then it, then it helped. Some of you might be too young and you're just like rolling your eyes at this. Yeah, we'll talk about something silly in a second, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to give that to you because it's been so useful in my life. And I hope, I hope that it helps somebody. And then even, even if you're oh, rolling your eyes right now, like this, this isn't cheer up, babe, the podcast. It is because it might not have helped you, but it helped someone. Okay. So first of all, don't take yourself too serious. Okay. Take life serious. Take your choices and your decisions serious, but don't take yourself serious. It is, that is my fucking credo. And that's, probably the credo of the cups. That's the credo of this podcast. I take life seriously in terms of the moves that I make in life have a reason behind them and they are sending me in a direction. But as for myself, my personality, my interactions with people, I don't take that shit serious because serious people aren't that much fun. And there's a very, very big, very, very big difference between someone who is a serious person and someone who takes their life seriously. All right, babe. Now, I'm going to step down off of my fucking pedestal and we're going to laugh about something else, all right? Like, how about the fact that I was basically raised to be the king of dads? How about the fact that I was raised by a guy whose fucking dad jokes were so fucking dad jokes that the only thing I was ever going to be good at is being a dad? How about that? How about that? How about the fact that my dad can't just call someone by their name? ever, ever, ever. I'm not kidding you. So my dad is a teacher. Okay. He's a high school teacher. So a lot of students come through. This is one of my favorite things to do in later in life. I'll explain it in a second. But my dad did this thing where he would read a kid's name and then he'd give him a nickname on it. Like for example, there was this kid that I went to school with. His name was Kyle Vansell. Now, Kyle Vansell and I definitely went to school for a very long time, but we weren't like necessarily friends. We didn't run in the same circles. We had had plenty of interactions. There was a, we knew each other fine, but it wasn't like he was in my friend group, but I'll never fucking forget the kid ever in my life because my dad called him Kyle Vancellular Telephone. First of all, as with all these nicknames, reaching, but effective, sticks in your brain. Like some sort of fucking Elon Musk implant, okay? It just sticks in your fucking brain and you never forget it. Kyle Van Cellular Telephone. That's what my dad called Kyle Van Cell. There was also a girl named Summer who he called Winter. I mean, this guy, it's just nicknames come in and nicknames come out. And now, later on in life, I run nicknames of people that I, that I know. I run, I run names by him and I say, what would you nickname him? I'll tell him what I'd nickname him. Like my wife, Jordan. My dad calls her Jordanian Nightmare. I mean, uh, dad, it's your daughter now. Call her Jordan. (laughs) I thought of fun. Honestly, I'm probably going to call Pops next week and I'm just going to run through the fucking names of people following in the Instagram. By the way, if you want to fucking follow the Instagram page, it is, I think, Cheer Up Babe Podcast on Instagram. Like there are some stories that I tell on here that require visual aids. And I'm not talking about HIV that you can see. I'm talking about I tell a story where it's better to see it. 
So if you want some visual aids, you can go to the you can go to the Instagram and follow Cheer Up Bay Podcast on Instagram. But like there's this there's this young kid named Holden who's the son of a family that we know. And I called dad and I said, said, hey, dad, if this kid was in your class, what would be his nickname? And he said, holding on for dear life. And I said, see, so what we're going to do is I'm just going to run through names of people that are following the social media account. And we're going to come up with Jim Julio trademarked nicknames for the Cubs. I think that's going to be the funniest shit of all time. Oh, my God. You know what I'm going to fucking do? I'm going to pull the Instagram up right now and I'm going to give you all some nicknames. Sorry if you weren't ready for it. It is what it is. You got to deal with it and you got to roll with the punches because I'm just going to, I'm just going to guess. I'm just going to fucking guess on some of them. And then we will ask Jim Julio next week what nicknames he would give the person. And we're going to see how close your boy was to the OG Papa Bear. We're going to see how close the Jim Julio trademark nickname was to the apprentice's nickname. Because now that I'm a dad, all I do is dad jokes. And all I do is give random people nicknames. When we're picking names for our second child, I run it through the nickname game to make sure that no bullshit can happen. Like, could you imagine being named Honor? And be like, yeah, I got Honor. Everybody got Honor. That's a bad one, okay? You got to be careful what you name your kids. And that's coming from me, VJ. Uh, Dad, why didn't you run the nickname game with your own son? Like, I'm sure here, Trey Harmon... Trey Harmon would be Trey Harmonious Harmonica or some bullshit like that. I guarantee it. I guarantee if I asked dad what nickname he would give Trey Harmon, it would probably be Trey Harmonious or Trey Harmonica. That's just Jim Julio right there. That's just Jim Julio right there. Or like, dad, what would you call Hope Davis? Uh, Hope and a Prayer Davis. Or without a Hope and a Prayer Davis. Or dad, what's your nickname for Connor Pelzo? Uh, Connor Pelzo Dispenser. That's what my dad would fucking say. We're going to see. We're going to see what he fucking says next week because I'm 100% going to call him. Even if the audio is shitty, I'm going to figure out a way. We're, we're going to know what he... We're going to be able to talk to Jim Julio next week. And that's just facts. Dad, what would you call a girl named McKenna Berry? Uh, McKenna Berries and Cream. How about just call her McKenna Berry, Dad? Because that's her name and that's what her parents named her and that's what it is. Or Dad, what would you call uh, Casino White Church? Uh, KKK. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna see what jim julio has for names of the cubs dude if you want okay so i'm going to i'll make whatever post is the most recent post on the instagram if you just comment the trademark comment underneath the picture or video or whatever the fuck is the most recent po- post on the instagram if you comment the trademark emoji i'll make sure that your name gets put into the pool for the jim julio trademark nickname and then you should just change your fucking Instagram handle to that and go by that exclusively. All right, Kyle Van Cellular Phone? You're going to want to keep it forever and it's going to be, you're going to be like, oh, that nickname, fucking chef's kiss. By the way, don't say that anymore, okay? Chef's kiss off the fucking table. No more chef's kiss. No more, oh, that point was just, Mwah. fuck that entire connotation. Fuck the usage of that phrasing i hate i hate chef's kiss more than i hate the term woke and i really hate the term woke don't say chef's kiss just use any other descriptor period end of story and i'm saying all the way down the line chefs don't even do the fucking kiss on the fucking fingertips thing oh that salsa is just how about wow that salsa tastes so good you did a great job how about that Okay, chef's kiss is the verbal version of the white people crossing each other on the street face. The, the, mm, the, mm, oh, hi, mm, hi, smile, say hello to me, be an actual human being. I'm sorry, sorry, Cubs. Listen, I'm going to, I'm going to switch the gears up a little bit. We're going to flip the floppity around and I am going to do some unqualified dad advice. And here's the thing about it. You can tell episode 22, spicy little bitch, spicy little bitch. I had some serious things I don't want to talk to you about. I told you the story about the really, really sad mid forties guy who screamed at me in the morning. And then I started thinking about him and then I got sad again and I'm a spicy little bitch right now. And I need to do some unqualified dad advice to just kind of clear the, clear the wheels out clear the gears, so to speak. 
This might not go really well because there might be some people out there that really need some help. There might be some people that are that they they click in. Oh oh did oh did VJ did VJ find my Reddit post? Is he helping me out? There's probably tons of people like there. A lot of listeners, but episode twenty two is probably not going to be the best thing for you. All right, I already gave you the little nugget with carrying the snowball up the mountain. Use it. Now I might get mean and or sassy because listen, mean and sassy is what my next fucking t-shirt for the Cubs should say. So we're on the advice column. And we're going to scroll and we're going to stop. And we're going to stop right here on Rain X 103 Is it considered cheating? All right, RainX103. So my significant other, a 40-year-old female, and I, a 38-year-old male, you're 38 years old and you're posting on Reddit, grow up! You're 38 years old asking about your middle-aged fucking relationship problems to a bunch of teenagers on the internet. Act like you've gone through puberty and have lived an entire fucking life. Have been together about 10 years. Married for seven. A few years ago, she joined a motorcycle club and her attitude and demeanor seriously began to change. Yeah, did she start getting fucking heart mom tattoos and exclusively wearing leather? Have you walked in on her aggressively masturbating to the Sons of Anarchy? Probably. Yeah, I'm sure her demeanor changed. Her and her fucking motorcycle club. Her motorcycle club's probably called the Bleeding Hearts. And it's all just the scariest, most badass women on the planet. Okay. Her attitude and demeanor changed seriously. Becoming more, oh, he has all sorts of descriptors. Ignorant slash belligerent slash angry and focused on the club and only the club. Dot, 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 dot. Okay, so... Your, signif- your wife, why not just say wife if you've been married for seven years? Don't call it your significant other. Say wife if you've been married for seven years. You're 40. So your wife joined a lesbian motorcycle gang, and they started exclusively doing steroids and cocaine, and then she became belligerent. That's what I've gathered so far. As time went on, I noticed more and more of her, quote, friends flirting with her, and she started to be referred to by some as the slutty sister. <laughs> I have caught her at several gatherings sexually caressing and grabbing guys' butts and even found her fully clothed on her back on a dinner table with her legs wrapped around another member, midsections tight against each other at a, quote, family Christmas party. This behavior had since moved to other friends outside of her club life. This behavior had since moved to other friends outside her club life as myself. Fucking education. And my daughter both were... Witness to her letting a friend feel her up her inner thigh. I mean, one little fucking proofread is all it takes. You know what I'm saying, my guy? There seems to always be excuses slash reasons that she comes up with to explain her actions, but it's usually, quote, I'm just being one of the guys, or, quote, he's happily married and religious and would never do anything with me. Yeah, why is your pussy touching his dick outside the leather? If there's just a thin layer of leather, leather is just the skin of another animal. That's skin on skin. Your pussy's on his dick. But he's married and religious, so he would never do anything with like, like that. I get it. She recently ended our marriage saying that there was no one else. Why did I read it? Why did we learn about the bleeding hearts and your wife's fucking a bunch of guys and your your fucking question is is this cheating? Hey, it's not cheating. You're not together anymore. I'll read this last sentence just in case there's some sort of fucking M Night Shyamalan twist ending. I really do not know what to think of this. Am I wrong to Am I wrong to that all that was a form? Wow. Okay. So first of all, your wife got bored, joined a motorcycle club, and immediately, immediately, I'm talking day one, she felt the rumble of that fucking motorcycle in between her legs and fucked the next overweight bearded man that she saw, which was the guy riding his Harley Davidson right in front of her, okay? They stopped at a fucking random bar, he bent her over in a bathroom, and then your relationship ended. That's the end of it. Didn't need a Reddit post. This episode is brought to you by Bang Energy. <laughs> no wonder the CEO is so fucking roided out and doing the wildest shit on social media. This is what it does. Scroll. Stop. Oh, by the way, uh, hope that helped. <laughs> Chris Will 456. 
Couldn't have just been Chris Will? Anyways, my teenage son spent $312.53. So specific for no reason. $312.53 USD. So specific for no reason. Online without my permission, period. On lightsabers, period. So, Chris Will, you're pissed off. Not about the $312.53 USD. So specific for some reason. But that you find out that your son is a fucking nerd. Is I'm guessing that's what it is. I'm going to open this up and it's going to say, I'm a very, very rich man. $312 means literally nothing to me, but he spent it on lightsabers. Also, it's $312.53 on lightsabers. It better be a fucking sick lightsaber. Or there better be 30 of them. Or it better double as a sex toy. The only way that you should spend $312.53 USD on lightsabers is if it doubles as a sex toy and or has actual lightsaber capabilities. Let's see. Yep, you heard that right. My 16-year-old... Okay, scratch the sex toy thing. My bad. My 16-year-old got a hold of my credit card and spent $312.53 USD. Said it in the title. Don't have to say it again. So specific for no reason. On the internet to buy a few Star Wars, quote, dueling lightsabers from a company in Bulgaria called Saber Masters. To be clear, we live in Australia. What the fuck? I don't need to tell you he is in a lot of trouble. Said you don't need to tell us? Told us anyway. Frustrating. So redundant. I have been attempting to get into contact with the company to explain the situation and request a refund, but they haven't gotten back to me in the last 24 hours, so I'm not sure if they will. Yeah, you don't speak Bulgarian. Assuming that they don't get back to me and I can't just send them back for a refund, what should I do with the lightsabers when or if they arrive? Obviously, I'm not letting my son near them, and while I like Star Wars as much as the next fella, I don't really have any use for dueling sabers because you're alone and have no friends, sounds like. I would try selling them on eBay or some other site, but I would appreciate any advice anyone could provide for my next course of action. Thank you in advance, Chris. Okay, Chris. All right, Chris, appreciate the sign-off. Thank you in advance, comma, Chris. This isn't a this isn't a fucking letter to IT you posted on Reddit. But, Chris, you need to find out if your son is into the opposite sex or not. If he is, find him a crush. If he's not, find him a crush, okay? Doesn't matter what he likes. It just matters that that's where his focus needs to go because right now it's egregiously too heavy on Star Wars, all right? When you're 16, you need to be flirting. When you're 16, you need to be having really embarrassing, awkward interactions with people who you're interested in and not buying $312.53 USD on lightsabers from Bulgaria. Also, the fact that it's USD is a red flag. We have three countries in one fucking post. We have Bulgaria, Australia, and United States. So... That's a three-way that just doesn't need to happen. Also, you 100% got scammed. You're never seeing those lightsabers ever again. I would say don't bring it up again. Get them to go flirt with somebody because he's 16. And if you don't nip this in the bud right now, he's going to be 43 spending $312.56 USD on lightsabers living in your basement. We're all about fixing the actual problems. We see is We see an issue. Or we see what someone presents as the issue and we find the actual problem that lies underneath and we fix that problem. The actual problem is that he's not having enough interactions with people he's interested in. Just like the 45-year-old man who just happened to have a sad life that he didn't know how to handle, your son needs to see a teddy. Okay. Hope that helped. Scroll. Stop. Moinky678, my own mom said I'm ugly. Don't have to say own, that's redundant. Rephrase it, my mom said I'm ugly. Because when you say my own mom, that's redundant. It's a wasted space, just like this sentence right now, but I'm trying to explain vocabulary to you. You're never going to get into college if you put in your college essay, my own mom. Your mom. My mom said I'm ugly. Well, all you got to say is, you fucking made me. So, whose fucking fault was that? Don't even disagree. Don't even let it adju- don't even let it adjust your self-confidence because it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about your appearance, it matters what you think about your appearance. If you find attraction in yourself, that's all the that fucking matters because guess what? 
Your mom's going to die before you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I surprised, I surprised myself with that one. I apologize for that. I would like to right now <laughs> say that I'm sorry about that last sentence. Because I follow the breadcrumbs of my mind. And this purple haze bang energy drink is flowing through my fucking veins so egregiously. But your mom made you. And your mom probably sees you and her. And your mom has her own self-esteem issues. And then lashed out on you. Also, childish to talk about your child's appearance whatsoever. Especially in a negative connotation. Actually, only in a negative connotation. Parents' only job should be to bring them up. So if your mom lashes out and says you're ugly, you should feel sad for your mom, not for yourself. Because that's her shit, not your shit. Don't let other people affect you. This is a really, really long post, but let's see, Moinky678. I was just joking around with my sister with my mom in the same room. And she randomly said, look how ugly she's gotten. She used to be pretty. Wow. Now there's two ways you can take it. There's two things you can say to that. Because you started this off by saying we were joking around. So if you think your mom's joking, thinking that you can take it and you're oversensitive and you got to make a post on the internet about it, fine. That's your shit. But if your mom didn't really seem like she was joking, that is a super, that's also not a funny joke. That's not funny. Look how ugly she's gotten. She used to be pretty. Ow. I get it. I understand. But if you would have immediately hit her with, you fucking made me, so whose fault is that? You would have won that joke off. Neither one of them are jokes, but according to you, you were joking around. I believe she didn't say this to spite me or out of jealousy, but I think she really meant it. She said it in a calm way and had been looking at me for some time. Gross, dude. Your mom sounds fucking disgusting. I just laughed it off as a joke and walked into another room. It hurt me so much and I literally thought about it the entire day. I recently got my nose bone straightened because of a breathing problem and my mom claims it made my nose bigger even though the doctor made no cosmetic changes. And ever since she comments on my nose and how it's so big and ugly, I've gotten used to brushing these comments off. But this quote, she's gotten so ugly, has stuck with me for a while now. Who will find me beautiful if I'm not, if not my own mother? I cried all night, started hating the way I look even more. Okay, listen, babe. No. All right. No. Repetitive comments like that is your mom's shit. You're beautiful, okay? Everybody's beautiful in their own right, in their own way. You're fine. All this is showing you that you don't have a mom that you should look to for self-assessment. How you view yourself, your mom has proven that she's not the person for that job. Significant others, friends, other relatives... We all have to have some people in our lives that are going to bring us up. It's important for our self-esteem to have a few people around that are there to build us up. Your mom is not that person, clearly, because mom sounds like a raging bitch. She's also toxic as fuck, and she's gross. And that's coming from a guy who knows nothing about her other than this. She's disgusting. Because you're 100% right in the whole, like, how can I see myself as beautiful if my own mom won't? I get that. I get I get where your head can go there. But you're beautiful and, and another person is going to find you beautiful. You just can't use your mom as that gauge because obviously she's shown, shown that she's a toxic, disgusting piece of shit as a human being. And I'm saying that lightly. I'm holding back. Believe it or not, I'm holding back. Because what kind of mother? I agree with you. You can be upset over the fact that you are discovering that your mom is fucking horrible, which is what you should be upset about. Not that your mom thinks you're ugly. That should not be what upsets you. You should feel bad for her, I think. I think you should look down on her and pity her because she's below you. And you're beautiful and you're fine. Don't let other people be the dictator of how you see yourself, okay? Scroll. Stop. Downtown line 3853. How do I move on from being canceled? <laughs> That's the most 2021 I need help advice fucking title that I've ever read. How do I move on from being canceled? Hey, 
Being canceled isn't real. All right. A few people on the internet canceled you. Did your life stop? Just keep living your life. Are you serious? How do I, dude? I mean, I don't. Let's say some, okay, let's say someone pulls something from this podcast that they're like, oh, this could be cancelable. And then they start a tweet storm. You know what I'm going to do on Monday? Release the next episode because that's crazy. That's ridiculous. A few people on the internet should not dictate your life. That's all canceled is. The loudest people get the most eyes. Therefore, you think that it's a bigger issue. It's not. Now, you might get some backlash. You might get some heat. But as long as you don't give a fuck what other people think, you're going to be fine. This is insane. I want to know if they were actually canceled for an actual reason. I did a lot of bad stuff and got exposed. Nothing illegal. It's just that my hometown hates me now. What do I do from here? I mean, the most unspecific post of all time. I want to know what you did. Let's see. Let's see if it says in the comments. Okay, so someone did ask, give us context of what it is so we can better help you. All the advice you're going to get is going to be vague and not tailored to your exact situation. Okay, here we go. Here's the nitty gritty. See, you just got to go do a little bit of research, a little scrolling. I have moved back home in May after living somewhere else for six months. I honestly can't believe the damage I have caused by trying to live there. I should have just stayed home. I should have noticed that I felt stronger in my hometown somehow. Instead, I blamed my sadness, anger, and dissatisfaction on this place. I should have noticed that I also felt that in other places, and the problem was with me and my mindset. See? Okay. All right. So, literally, did not say what he did. For all he know, he could have dressed up as Aladdin for Halloween, and then someone got fucking upset about it, say it was racially fucking insensitive or something like that. Who knows? But then he took extreme ownership and apparently he moved out in May. So this doesn't matter. Wow. I would just like to say, downtown line 3853, we hate you. And you're canceled on Cheer Up Babe the Podcast for wasting our time. (laughs) And like I said before, it doesn't matter. You're fine. I appreciate the fact that you found that you took some responsibility for it being you the reason why you felt like everyone was hating you that's awesome way to grow we love growth on this podcast but you wasted three minutes of our time goodbye forever period end of story let's see if we can find just one more i'm gonna scroll down we're gonna see scroll stop logic gamer 03 is it normal for a 17 year old boy to not have had a girlfriend yet nah dude that's fine like There's such a thing as late bloomers. That's what that word is for. All right. I know plenty of people. I know plenty of people when I went off to college for the fucking first year that hadn't had a fucking girlfriend yet. And they were in college. There was a real super bad situation going on where they were trying to get a girlfriend the summer before college so they could be the iron chef of pounding Vaj, but they just weren't. And there's literally nothing wrong with that. You know what those people do? They just go on to live a normal happy life. Parameters and time frames and all that shit, that's nonsense. You're fine. You're 17. If you haven't had a girlfriend yet, maybe you just haven't fully accepted who you are yet. Maybe you're just not maybe you're just not a super duper confident guy because you haven't figured your own shit out yet. Some people are born super duper fucking confident and cocky. Sup. And some people have to develop their own type of confidence through finding out who they are. That's probably where you're at. Let's actually see. So as the title states, I'm 17 years old right now and I still haven't had a girlfriend up to this point. I see a lot of kids around my age or sometimes younger than me in a happy romantic relationship. It puts me under a lot of pressure and I get very jealous. I've gotten FOMO from this, fear of missing out for those of you that don't know what FOMO is, and I just want to stop feeling jealous. But I've also been told that romantic relationships at this age often don't end very well and can lead to awkwardness. IDK for sure though because I've never been in one yeah dude logic gamer um yeah first of all yeah all dating in high school and shit awkward as fuck and they do end bad a lot of the times because you're fucking kids who don't know how to handle all of the emotions that come with romantic connection everything that comes through an actual relationship when we're in high school we don't know how to fucking handle it but going through those high school experiences teaches us things throughout so that eventually we can be the person that we're supposed to be in a relationship. 
That's all dating when you're a kid is. So you might be you might be having FOMO through not having the fucking relationships and shit right now that you're seeing everybody else have. But instead of thinking it as like a notch on your belt or a box that you need to check in order to have like a normal high school thing, just enjoy what you're doing. Your day-to-day. Enjoy your friendships. Enjoy stuff like that. Relationships usually tend to happen pretty organically. And when they're forced, it never works out. One side or the other. Like, trying to, like, force a girl to like you because you feel like you need a girlfriend. That's not going to fucking pan out well. If you develop the butterflies, have a conversation and see where it goes. All of this is going to happen organically. Don't rush it based off of what you're seeing out in the world. It's the same reason that my wife doesn't have Instagram. Because she doesn't give a fuck what other people are doing out and about in their life. She's living her life. She's existing on her timeline, doing her thing. And that is what you have to have in order to have contentment in your life. No comparing yourself to others. You're fine. There's no age limit. Steve Carell found love at 40 on the 40-year-old version virgin and his life seemed to pan out pretty well it ended with that singing dance sequence so happily ever after you'll have a happily ever after one day don't worry dude don't rush it because of what you think you should be doing all right babe cool episode 22 i mean what the fuck should i title this episode bang energy rage fest probably for fuck's sakes I had fun, though, still. I always have fun on this fucking podcast, babe. This podcast is so fun. Please review the podcast. Leave a review. If if you're on Apple Podcasts, it takes no time. All you got to do is just scroll down there, leave a review. Just hit the stars. You know, just however many stars you think that the podcast deserves, give the podcast that many stars because reviews help. Reviews push it in, out into the world, into the other people's eyes. I guess you could say. Follow the Instagram, Cheer Up A Podcast, on the Instagrams for your visual aids, not the HIV. But episode 22 is wrapping up. So take your, take whatever cozy, comfy hoodie you're wearing off. All right. If you're at work snickling at your desk, go ahead and pop those headphones off. You have emails to answer. It's time to start that fucking day and crush it and smash it into the ground. Pick up that fucking snowball, make a plan, and start walking up that mountain because stress happens through inaction and you've got this shit. You're a smart person. You can dig yourself out of any fucking hole and you can climb up that mountain and eventually reach the top and let that snowball effect take place because I got because you're you and you're a cub and you're a fucking badass. You're a dork, but you're a fucking badass. All right, babe? Go out there. Don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe.